Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I am being much more direct than I would normally be. This episode has been born from a place where I have been curating snippets of my own episodes because there are some episodes where the content's really good, (laughs) in my opinion, and also in yours. I know when an episode hits for you guys because you'll tell me, number one, like I will get increased messages and that can be way into the future, like way after it's released. But also the stats, like you can't argue with data. That is what has been um, accessed the most, um, which I think is a bit of a subjective kind of figure because, you know, you can put a really clickbaity title on uh, a podcast episode and get people to listen to it. But the stat that tells me where you really dig it is how long someone on average has listened to the length of that episode. So what I've been doing is going back through the archives and digging out the best bits of the best ones. And in doing so, one of the things that have come up is from number 167, where I talked to my client, Lucy White, about her experience around coaching. You know, is it worth it? Fundamentally, that's what we were talking about. Is it worth it? I've covered aspects and angles of what I'm about to speak about in other episodes, and I'm going to give you the numbers and the titles of them now. So if today intrigues you, you can go and listen to other angles in which I've covered this same topic. So number 51, which is all about your personal development. Number 77, how to know if you should invest in yourself. Number 29, will investing in yourself really pay off? Today, I just wanted to talk to you guys about can you afford not to invest in yourself as a business owner in particular or in business? Now, clearly, today's what I'm talking about today, it's not for those of you who do not have the financial resources to invest in yourself, in your development. It's not for you. I know I have recorded content in the past around which I've mentioned, the episodes that I've just said, I'll link them in the show notes. I know that in there I talk about, you know, even if you are getting free stuff, free content, how to make the most of that and just your investment of time so that you get a return, so that you get something from it. Today's episode is not for those of you who literally don't have the financial resources. And that is because I understand the even when you do have the financial resources to invest in your own development, particularly as a business owner, it can still feel incredibly overwhelming. It can still feel challenging. It can still bring up all of your shit around. um, And I'm not saying shit in a diminishing way. I mean, it can genuinely bring up some stuff when you've got spare cash sat in the bank and yet you are still struggling with your decision to invest in yourself. So there's a few criteria for you if you're listening to this today and you want to you want to get the most from it. You are someone with the financial resources too. You are someone who wants to invest in themselves, but there is just something that is adding to the complexity of should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And it's it's that sense of uncertainty. It's that sense of, will it be worth it? Quite right. You know, quite right. You are investing your time, your energy, your financial resources. And I think it's valid and right that you should be asking the question, is it going to be worth it? But what you can probably hear in me is that should be an important consideration as opposed to an obstacle or a blocker that you feel like you just can't get past. You just can't work it out. I see this quite often 
not just in my own potential clients, but in my own clients who are already my clients, if that makes sense, is they want to do something, but the uncertainty around will it be worth it blocks them. And it could even be just something as simple as like they want to execute on an idea that they've had, but they don't know if investing their time will be worth it. You know, will it will it give me a return on investment if I invest my time in on it? So here's the thing. I think it is an important consideration to make. I just don't want you to be stuck in that place and not able to move past it. And hopefully what this episode is going to do for you is to help give you the tools and the considerations to make when you are thinking of doing my kind of work, investing your financial resources in work like I do to help you decide, right, is it worth it? Can I make an informed, grounded choice and decision that feels like an informed decision, even if it feels a bit scary, even if I've never invested in my own development in this way before? Can I still make it and stand by my own decision and feel good about it as opposed to A, being stuck or B, doing it and feeling really wobbly about it? So before I start the episode, I am going to play a snippet of my one of my clients and what they've got to say about it. And then I'm going to get stuck in. So let's listen to what she says. If anyone worked with you for however long it is now that you do one-to-one, but say three months, if anyone did that, it would transform their business in multiple ways. And it's the best investment you can make. You can go and spend £400 on advertising and you might get some clients in, but you're still going to price too low, have money issues, slave away on your work because you haven't done the Nikki stuff. So actually it should be the top of your budget priority. It should because it changes everything else. So obviously it's changed how I do my business. And that's kind of why I first came to you. But it, it's more than that. It was actually my just my life that I wanted to enjoy more, basically. Now, before I get into what I'm going to talk about today, I just want to pause there and ask you to reflect on this. That's my client talking retrospectively. That's my client talking in hindsight and reflecting on the journey that she's had, reflecting on the investment that she's made in herself and reflecting on how valuable that has been, not only in her business, but in her inner world and in her rippling out into her life as well. But do I want to just ask you to reflect on this. Do you think she was that sure when she clicked pay? Do you think she was that sure when she booked in a consultation call with me? No, she couldn't have possibly have been. So the first place that I want to start here is sometimes the certainty that we're looking for is like 100% certainty. And what I'm asking you to consider in listening to my client's reflection there is she must have trusted something in herself, but also in me as a service provider that meant that she didn't need that 100% certainty in order to hit go in order to press forward. Now, what I'm not saying here is be flippant about your personal development investment choices. Not at all. What I am saying to you is, I suppose what I am doing here is normalizing that there is sometimes uncertainty when you're about to go into something. When you, It's a little bit like one of my other clients has recently come on board. She's a month in with me now. And she was like, I actually had an understanding, like a base level understanding about what to expect from this journey, but what it actually is, I could never have expected. And by the way, that's in a good way. (laughs) It's not a complaint. But again, what you're talking about there is someone who's had to really ground into and make an informed decision 
without the certainty that they really want. We always want 100% certainty before we take the next step. And that's not just about investing in your personal development. It could be about making that decision in business. We could here be talking about just decision making in general, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking today about the cost of investing in yourself and the value of investing in yourself. And I'm asking you, this is, I suppose you could treat this episode as an invitation for you to consider all of what I've said. So get to the end of the episode and then I want you to ask yourself the question that is in the title of this episode. Can I not afford to invest in myself as a business owner if I have the financial resources, the willingness to create change? Ask yourself the question once you've listened to this full episode and hopefully you will be able to make a more grounded and informed decision. So let's get in. When I am on consultation calls with my clients, there is one thing that I will always do, or potential clients, right, I should say. There is one thing that I will always do at the end of that call. So I am not, just to be clear, the kind of person who does a consultation call with someone and goes, cool, so what do you think? I personally know that we all have different ways of making decisions and different um, complexities as well. You know, some of us like to talk our decision through with our partner. Some of us have different relationships when it comes to money and different obligations. And a lot, there's so many moving parts that come with making a decision like, am I going to work with Nikki on a one-to-one basis? So at the end of the call, I'll say, listen, one of the things that will happen as an automation, as soon as you hit end on this Zoom call is you will be sent an email. And in that email, you will be asked to give me some feedback. How did you find the call today? What did you gather? What did you learn? Is it coaching that you need? And is it coaching with me? And do you want to move forward with that or not? And I, I open that up so that you can go away, have the time that you need to make an informed and grounded choice. But one of the things that I always say is from what we've uncovered, and I say this on the call at the end of the call, I say from what we've uncovered about you and where you're at, do the maths. Ultimately, these are the kinds of considerations that I want you to be making if you are considering this kind of investment in yourself. So let's go. What do I mean when I say do the maths? Here's what I mean. Well, firstly, (laughs) I think that in any kind of investment, any kind of investment, the first thing that we'll do is we'll look at the cost, right? We will look at the cost of it. And sometimes when it's an unusual investment, which I'll talk about in a sec, we can get a bit fixated on the cost of it as opposed to look at what it's costing us not to do it. So as an example of the work that I do, yes, of course, (laughs) it has a cost. You have to pay me to work with me. You have to pay me to, whoa, that was weird. I've just seen a seagull fly past, kicking its legs. I don't know if you've ever seen a seagull, but when they fly, they hold their legs at their bodies and this this seagull was kicking its legs. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. A kicky seagull. That was weird. I could edit this out. I'm not gonna. Let's carry on. So yeah, when you're considering doing this kind of work, Obviously, it it involves a cost. You have to pay to do this kind of work with me. And especially for my one-to-one work, it's really intimate, like really intimate. We are, we talk to each other most days 
And so we get to know each other really well. And I get to uncover things within you and about you that you may not have even talked, you may not have ever talked to anyone about. And most of the time, my job, my job is to discover what you want, which can be a huge process within itself, like discover what you actually really want. And that you'll start from different places, all of you, like some of you will start from a place of, I don't have a fucking clue anymore because I've hidden what I want from myself for so long. It feels like it's buried under a massive pile of rubble. And part of the job is like, okay, let's remove the rubble and let's see what's under there. Others of you are quite connected to what you want, but you've positioned what you want to yourself in a very superficial way. And actually underneath that superficiality is what you really want. And part of my job is to uphold what you want and get you out of your own way in getting what you want. And that's not just an external achievement, like uh, you know, for your services to be a particular price or anything like that. it could just be feeling powerful and peaceful as you navigate your business. You know, you heard Lucy in the snippet that I played you earlier say things like, well, you, you know, you can pay however many hundred quid for advertising, but if you've still got issues on the inside around what you charge people and the boundaries in your business, it's not going to mean shit. And it's exactly like that. My job is to uphold what you want and help you navigate towards it, removing and unlearning some of the stuff at the same time. So it's intimate work. And my point here is what, what can often be focused on is the cost of this work as opposed to what it's costing you to not do this work. I want this to be a working episode. I want you to treat this episode as if you were thinking of doing this work, and you've got the financial resources to, and you've got the willingness to create change, here's what I want you to use the rest of this episode for. I want you to take everything that I'm about to say, and I want you to treat it as your own mini workshop. And we're going to call this workshop, Can I Afford Not to Invest in Myself as a, as a Business Owner or as Someone in Business? And you should, technically, if you're doing this as a workshop, if you're doing this as a working, if you're an active participant listening to this episode, what you should end up with at the end is a really grounded sort of mathematical calculation of what is it costing you to not do this versus the cost of doing this. What is this costing you to not do this work in your inner world, the most important place of all inside of you? Because like I always say, wherever you go, there you are. You are always with you. You always know how you feel. Regardless of what is going on in life and business, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's ugly, you know how you feel. This is why a lot of the time people will come to me, they're established in business and they'll be like, look, I've reached the levels of success that I wanted to reach and I still don't feel fulfilled, peaceful, powerful on the inside. That's where you can help me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can. So let's dive in. Let me start off by talking about how how it might be impacting your inner world to not do this work. Because here's the thing, when you do this work, you actually realize this work's not a luxury. It's not a nice to have. It's not a luxury. My work is about getting you to a place where you've identified everything that holds you back, including so like your natural things that hold you back, including your inherited behaviors and conditioning that no longer serves you. Because most of the time, most of the time, that conditioning's not even yours. Actually, I recently wrote a post on Instagram about this. Let me read it out. It says, the very things you were made to believe were wrong with you are probably the very same things that make you successful in business. And I 
I wrote that because of the people that I work with. So for example, the photographer that was told in her corporate career she was too emotional now uses that exact connection to her, her emotions to create her brilliant work. The florist that was told she was too all over the place and too scatty now uses those traits to spread her creativity across all of her very varied projects. The personal trainer who was told she was too bossy and too aggressive now uses her healthy assertiveness to lovingly hold her clients accountable. And the post goes on to say, can you see, this isn't a process of learning more. This is a process of unlearning inherited beliefs and habitual behaviors that may have once served you, but no longer serve who you are now, nor who you are becoming or your business or the people that you so desperately loving to be of high service to. So instead of accepting the mind chatter of all the things that are wrong with you and letting those thoughts lead you to believe that your failure is inevitable, please consider developing the skill of slowing down and recognizing where those thoughts or beliefs might come from, because a lot of the time, like I say, they don't even belong to you, and move forward, be able to move forward with more objectivity. This will serve you, your business, and those you serve exponentially. And I won't read the whole caption, but I will read the end of it that says, own what you want what you actually truly deeply want, including the impact that you want to make on the world with your unique contribution. Person that is ready to step forward into my work does not see it as a luxury. They see it as a necessity because they are ready to own it. And by own it, I actually mean take responsibility of actively owning it, not just your flaws, but also your brilliance. And that is including the inner experience that you have of business too. Where I was coming from there, wasn't it, was some of the conditioning that no longer serves you isn't even your own. Sometimes it's from our mum or our dad or whoever was, you know, responsible for keeping us safe that we looked up to as a role model or whatever, that their map of the world was different to our map of the world now. That's the point. We see through that conditioning and we unlearn conditioning that no longer serves us, which plays out in business in particular, in ways of thinking and self-protecting in inverted commas that don't actually serve who you are. So my question here is, what is it costing you to not do this work. Where my client earlier said, it should really be at the top of your priorities. This is where I want to explore those three areas that I covered before. In your inner world, in your business, what's it costing you not to do this? And in your relationships. I want to encourage you, like I said earlier, to use this as don't listen to this passively. Use it as an episode whereby you actually make lists of all of the ways that you're holding back in your inner world, in your relationships, in enjoying your joy, in your business, and actually try to assess what is it costing you? What is it costing you to feel like you're never good enough? What is it costing you? And you might go, okay, so if I can relate to that, I feel like, oh, just everything I do just doesn't feel like it's good enough. When am I going to be good enough? Maybe then take that a step further and be like, how does that play out for you? Does it, does it see you putting more time and more effort and more energy into things, perfecting things and seeking feedback and validation and permission before your step forward into telling the world about your thing. Or maybe you, maybe you want to start a podcast or whatever it is. It's like, I want you to see the link between the stuff that's going on in your inner world. That first example, I just don't ever feel like I'm good enough. Everything that I'm about to tell you, by the way, are examples of what my clients will initially come to me with. So these aren't hypothetical imagined ones, these are real. 
What is it costing you to feel like you're never good enough? What is it costing you to be tiptoeing around life and business because you're avoiding the potential judgment of other people? What is it costing you to tiptoe around life and business because you're worried about being an inconvenience to others and therefore you just don't ask for what you want? You people please. Essentially, you contort and bend into shapes because you want to put their priorities over your own so that you're not an inconvenience to them and therefore sidelining what you actually want. What is that costing you? What is it costing you from truly backing yourself and really getting excited about the work that you're doing for fear that the other shoe is going to drop, for fear that something's going to happen and it's all going to get taken away from you. Someone's going to find out, oh, actually, you're not as good as you think that you are or that you say that you are, and it's all going to fall down. What is it costing you to hold yourself back from doing your best work, your most authentic work, your truest work to you. This is something that personally a lot of my clients struggle with is they know how to do the safe work. It could play out in so many ways. Your inner world, how you navigate that and what you think is true about you is costing you in business. Of course it is. Ultimately, if you're not standing behind your most most authentic, truest expression of your work, then you're gonna undervalue it and that's gonna play out in things like your pricing. It's going to play out in the things that where you feel like you need to give more and more and more and more to make up for the fact that you don't truly know deep down they're getting the best from you because the best from you would mean you really owning what you do. And that can lead my clients at the beginning to feel like no matter how hard they work, they can never deem themselves to be successful. What's that costing you? If you relate to that, think about it. What is that costing you? When it comes to your inner world, it's all about how you see yourself and therefore how you feel about yourself and therefore how you treat yourself and speak to yourself and make decisions on behalf of yourself. All of that is so deeply intertwined and connected to how you navigate business. And this is why I always say, wherever you go, there you are. Because not only are we talking here about business and your relationships and all of the things outside of you, and that covers everything as well, like money, financial investment, all of the things, your time, everything. But ultimately, it's costing you in your inner battles. It's costing you in the inner stuff, the negotiations and the battles you have inside of yourself that no one else knows about but you. The relationship that you have with yourself, your inner world, your self-identity almost, it will leak out into your relationship with your clients, your relationship with your team, your relationship with your family and your kids and your partner and your pets. Because let's face it, if you are someone who is constantly not feeling good enough in, in business or not feeling like they can truly own their self-expression, own their authentic expression without feeling apologetic for themselves, then it's going to play out because outside of business, you're going to feel difficult to be present with the people that you love. You're going to feel guilty for taking time off. And so of course it's going to ripple out. Of course, you're not going to be able to enjoy your joy because business is always going to be on your mind because you are always with you. Wherever you go, there you are. Of course, it's going to impact your relationship with money. Because, and, and that, a big part of that, what I find with my clients is their relationship money, with money is so tangled up in things like how hard they feel like they have to work in order to be worthy of that amount of money. Or their relationship money is so tangled up in their own self-worth that they can't untangle it. They can't see that actually their inherent value comes not from their efforts, not the amount of hours that they put in, but actually from what only they can truly create between them and their clients, because that's them. The value is them. They are the value. And on the topic of money, I also want you to consider 
what is it costing you in all of the stuff that you consume that you don't implement because of the lack of inner work? So in my client's snippet that you heard earlier, she said something along the lines of, you know, you can spend a few hundred pounds on advertising, but if you get a few clients in and you can't stand behind your own pricing structure, what was that really worth? And I see this in people's learning and development as well. They can identify that they need something, right? I feel like I need something. So I'll go and buy that book or I'll go and buy that journal or I'll go and buy that program or workshop. And we're talking consuming things from free all the way to two and a half thousand pounds that I see people not getting a great return on investment because the inner work that they haven't done that they need to do to implement that learning is holding them back from getting the best return on investment from the consumption that they are doing. So as an example, you might take, you might spend a couple of a couple of grand on a marketing course, but if you have got issues around owning your authentic expression around insecurity that if you are different to the other people in your industry, then you can't hold yourself in the discomfort of that place. It doesn't matter the marketing skills that you learn, you're not going to be able to fully implement them. And therefore, you're not going to be able to get a great return on investment in that course or that workshop or that program that you are investing in because you still have inner work to do (laughs) to enable you to implement that learning you know? So I'm I'm sort of also asking you here, what is the cost for you of not doing this work when it comes to all of the podcasts that you consume, all of the books that you buy, all of the audiobooks that you listen to, the journals that you buy, or even the low cost workshops, like the 50 quid workshops that you buy on whatever topics, people pleasing or whatever, where it's really useful to take in the information and feel like you can relate And again, that's the same with podcasts. It's useful to take in the information. It's useful to feel reassured that you're not alone. It's useful for you to relate and to feel like, oh, I've had my perception expanded. But what are you going to do with that information? How are you going to implement it? Because normally the implementation of all of that from people-pleasing workshops to marketing courses and programs to books that you can buy or YouTube videos that you can watch, ultimately all of it comes down to How able are you to hold yourself through the discomfort that comes with implementing those things? And all of that is normally based on your own inner world, right? And so to summarize on that point, it can be really costly to not do this work because you are essentially paying with your time in free resources like podcasts, etc., and actual financial resources, programs, books, workshops, courses, that you're never seeing a true return on investment because there's stuff in your inner world that is holding you back from implementing those into your business. Is this making sense? And so you can hear, like, I'm going to give you more examples, but this is all just me encouraging you to explore yourself. How, what is it that's holding you back in your inner world and in business and in your, and therefore in your relationships and it spills out and it leaks out and it ripples out. But what is that costing you? And when you look at the cost of working with someone like me, can you see how what not doing this work is costing you both now and over the course of time? And actually, if we did that work together where you stopped holding back 
where you started standing firmly behind your prices, where you were able to uphold your boundaries, not just with other people, but with yourself. Like a lot of the people will come to me for the first time and they'll be like, oh, I've got real boundary issues. Or, you know, I'm answering emails late at night. And I'm like, yeah, your clients don't expect that though. It's just that you're uncomfortable with it. And it's, it can be really fucking confronting because They've been um, <clears throat> martyring themselves into believing that I just have to get back to people straight away. Whereas actually, this is about their discomfort in other people not being happy with them. So if they don't respond to them that evening and that other person has to wait, then they might be unhappy about waiting. And it's can you be okay with yourself when other people aren't necessarily delighted with you? Because that's the work that we do together. Are you able to let go of control, fear of judgment from others, to be truly yourself, to be truly self-assured, to feel therefore peaceful and calm and light and powerful and happy and free, to have obligation-free time and actually enjoy it, to allow yourself to show up and make decisions without having those decisions have to make logical sense, but just know deep down that they're the right ones for you. Are you able to do what lights you up and follow your joy and follow what brings you contentment and feeling fulfillment and satisfaction, even if that's not just about your work, but it's resting and working on exciting things and taking baths and being free and showing your most authentic expression of yourself. All of these things to not be able to access them come with a cost. Are you able to deeply value your own work without the need for external validation? Are you able and and therefore allow that to show up in the way that you structure your services, the way that you price and position your services? Let me give you an example of this. This hasn't ever happened to me before. I recently had a consultation with a potential one-to-one -one client and this has never happened to me before where they've never seen my website. They've never listened to the inner work conversation. They've never engaged in my content on Instagram. They were referred through a client of mine and therefore, and they just knew that they had to book in a consultation call with me. And I was explaining what I do. And they said, oh, well, I'm just on your website now. And it's a little bit different to what you're explaining. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yes, it is. Because what you guys listening to the inner work conversation have learned over time or have experienced me learning over time. And I would say from around episode 156 to 175, where I blatantly and outright go, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is who I do it for. You're seeing me evolve into who I'm becoming. And so what I've got to accept is if I want to go at the pace that I want to go at, that's going to mean that I need to drop the perfectionism around, but my website doesn't really accurately reflect that. I want to own it. And in owning it, I don't want to be held back by the things that are needing to be updated. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to go and update my website, especially having that phone call and realizing, shit, yeah, it's probably probably fair. I do need to go and update all of those things. But what I'm pointing out here is a lot of the time, what my clients come to me with is the opposite. They are waiting to get all of their ducks in a row perfectly fucking lined up. Have you ever tried to line ducks up? doesn't happen. And they're waiting for the perfect moment to get all of their ducks perfectly lined up so that everything is just so, so that then they can present themselves to the world. Because when we do that, when we hold back our truest expression because we haven't done the logo or we haven't updated the website or we haven't got all our ducks in a row and made it perfect, what we do is we hold ourselves back from what we really truly want. It's so easy to hide behind I'll do that after, I'll just do this and then I'll do that. It's so easy to hide behind the tick list of things that need to be done in order to refrain from 
taking the courageous action, which is really ultimately truly owning yourself. Again, like I keep saying in this episode, what I mean when I say truly owning yourself is I actually mean taking ownership of it. And what that looks like in your daily average run-of-the-mill day is, yeah, doing the things that require courage that aren't the things that you can hide behind, like sorting out your logo, making sure the website's up to date, etc. It's about allowing yourself to step forward first before you've got all of the things that you could hide behind done. Owning who you are, what you do, what I experience of my clients at the beginning is they can own all of their shit. Like they are very self-aware. They are able to own all of their flaws, all of their development areas, all of their shit. They're able to own it. What they're not able to own is their brilliance. And I say that again, because I reckon if you've listened to this point in the episode, you are the same. They cannot own their brilliance. And when I say own it, I mean actively taking accountability and responsibility for their brilliance. They're not able to own it. And that's something that we develop together. The ability to not have your view of yourself change based on likes, based on business results, based, you are able to own your brilliance without the need for external validation first. If you've listened to my episode around being a good student doesn't equal being good at business, you'll hear me say that. The difference between a perfectionist in business and an excellentist in business is usually down to how much can you back yourself, believe in yourself and own your brilliance without the need for permission, validate external validation. And that's not to say that we don't all love a bit of external validation. We all do. But it's saying that you don't need it to take action, right? How, and going back to this episode, what's that costing you? Think about it. Think about it. That thing that you're holding back from, the thing that you want to be, do or have, that thing that you're holding back on, what is it costing you? to hold that back? What is that costing you? What is it costing you to not be playful in your business and to feel like everything you do is the be all and end all and it all, everything's counting on this and time is running out and you're no spring chicken and it's all got to be perfect or else. What's that costing you? What's it costing you to have your self-worth linked to how hard you've worked. You guys know me. You guys know how I've been brought up. I've been brought up by two very hardworking individuals and sisters, older sisters and role models of mine. And it's all about work ethic. We've all got this work ethic, which is great. But on the shadow of that is that sometimes we can link how hard we work to what we, what our value is, our inherent value. And Sometimes what that then equates to is I must suffer and sacrifice in order to be valuable and in order to be able to take breaks and in order to be able to charge prices that I believe is an equitable and fair energetic exchange for the price that I charge. Are you able to honor your own unique ways of doing things? And if not, what's it not? What is it costing you to not be able to honor that? Are you able to do things your way, knowing that in doing so, you're healing old patterns, old behaviors, old inherited beliefs around the way it should or must be in order to be acceptable? Are you able to give yourself permission to just be and create what you want to create? And if not, what's that costing you? Are you able to move through life and business in your unique way? And if not, what's that costing you? Are you able to create your version of success? And if not, what that what's that costing you? You're probably looking over there at them, at their version of success and comparing and measuring yourself against their yardstick. That's what that is costing you. And when you're doing that, what's that costing you? Here's what I'm wanting you to do. What I'm wanting you to do 
is I'm wanting you to list all of the ways, I'm wrapping the episode up here, I want you to, to list all of the ways that you are holding back from what you want to be, do and have in your inner world, in your business, in your relationships. What do you want to be, do and have? And what is it costing you to hold back from that? And like I said at the beginning of the episode, you are someone, if you're listening to this, with the financial resources to invest, you know that you can, you have the willingness to create change and how that will normally be showing up. By the way, I said this in episode 174 or 175, how it shows up for my clients is they say they are ready. That's how it shows up. When I say you have the willingness to create change, what that sounds like is you being like, I am ready to let this shit go. And I am ready for you to help me let this shit go. I'm ready for someone to hold space for all of the discomfort that I will have to experience to step into who I'm becoming, to evolve, because it is uncomfortable. This experience is not, I mean, fuck, there are moments of joy, but it is an uncomfortable experience a lot of the time because you are seeing things that you can't unsee. And it doesn't, someone asked me the other day, is it like, is it time consuming to do this work with you? And I'm like, no, because we use your life and business as your curriculum upon which you learn. You're just seeing the world through different lenses. Every call, like from the very first call where we go through your consultation and I read in between the lines and I de- I define like, what is it that you really want from this experience? And we, re- we revisit those priorities throughout your journey. On each coaching call, we're on, un- we're, Uh, unveiling things and we're helping you to see things you can't unsee. And so when you come off that call and you go in back, back out into life and business, that's why you've got the voice note support because it's in those moments as I've been recording this episode, I've, I can see my phone ping, ping, ping voxes coming through for my clients who are navigating whatever they're going through in life and business that they normally would, but they're seeing it through a different lens. That's because their development is coming from them looking at things with different eyes, being able to see themselves behaving in ways that are different and being more aware of how they are perceiving the world. So it doesn't necessarily take more time. It's just, it takes more awareness. It takes more, probably more energy. That's fair to say. It's going to take some um, intentional action for you to be able to spot your own shit and communicate with me. But Hopefully, anyway, back to you. Hopefully what you can see is what in this episode, what I'm saying to you is do the maths. Quite simply, do the maths. What is learning how to not let your fears hold you back worth to you? What is owning your prices worth to you? What is stopping doing the busy work only to avoid the things that require courage worth to you? How would your financials, not to mention your your life and your inner world change, if you were able to get out of your own head and out of your own way and stand behind your own worth and and your own self in business. And my point here is what my clients see, and you heard it in Lucy's snippet, what my clients see is actually what's it costing me to not do this work is actually more costly than, than the investment itself. And so if that's where you are, the invitation at the end of this episode is to book in your consultation call. Throughout the end of July 23 and all the way through August, the only calls that I will be taking are inquiry calls. I don't have one-to-one spaces open, but I do have one-to-one spaces starting in September 2023. So this is your this is your invitation. If you have done the work in this episode and you've done that self-reflection and 
yeah, maybe it is an intimidating thing for you to spend that much on yourself. And that's not just the cost, the financial cost. That's also like, oh my God, this means me spending time with myself and having someone in my corner spending time with me too. Yes, it is. It's all of that. It's me being there as the gentle observer with you of yourself to create change. So it's all of that. And yeah, that can feel intimidating. But what is it costing you not to do this work? That's the invitation for you to consider in this episode today. So all of that said, I'm going to wrap the episode up here. Please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. <laughs>